Welcome to Expounded Universe, Season 23, Episode 9 or 10 or something. Crashing the Key Dave Party! The book, Star Wars Rogue Planet by Greg Bear, Chapter 39 through 42. With your hosts, Jeff and John. Sorry, it's like a week late. Let's go! I can't even begin to describe to you the depths to which my computer was fucked. Like, like more than it should have been. Like, I I, I have OneDrive. I, I set recovery points on that shit. Uh-huh. And whatever deleted it also deleted the recover All of them. All of my recovery points were gone. I built new ones immediately afterwards. All, all my the- recovery points gone. <laughs> Come from sad whale family. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, just, just ruined. Anyway, I'm Jeff. That's John. And, and we're ruined. We're ruined. We'll never financially recover from this. <laughs> I mean, the nice thing is that I had only been being lazy for the past couple of months by saving things to my uh, hard drive, like the one that's in my computer, and not to my external HD that I usually keep spare episodes on. Usually I just do a dump every couple of months of, of stuff from the one to the other. Really? I usually do a dump every, uh, you know, couple hours. I have a problem. I should see a doctor. A doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's John. It's my birthday. I believe I'm classy and elegant, and I have IBS. Weird that I think I'm classy and elegant. I should probably see a doctor about that. Yeah, that's probably your real your biggest problem right there. Hello, doctor. And you're like holding a, a Bud Light with your pinky extended. Uh, I don't even drink beer. It's for the ambiance. Oh, I see you have fraseritis. <laughs> Oh, I believe it's Fraserosis. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> well, now you have Niles-itis. <laughs> this is the worst idea I've ever had. I don't know about that re- that revival show. Did you see the preview for I've it? I've seen nothing! Oh, well, they're reviving Fraser. Uh, I know, yeah. but I've seen nothing. But other than a couple of guest appearances, like I think they got Perry Gilpin to, and the guy who plays Bulldog and so on to come back to do guest shots... Um, I, I don't even know if they got Daphne back, but like there, David Hyde Pierce won't be on it yep. at all. So it's just Frazier and he has moved back to Boston Yep, and he's going to be a, like a, like a, a professor, a college professor. And he's got a new bar he goes to and he's drinking with a new group of people. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not even going to go. I understand the cheers set probably doesn't exist anymore, but well, it's because in the universe there cheers doesn't exist anymore. Oh, did it close at some point? There is what I have heard about it. What I read is there is a scene specifically where there's like, Oh yeah. He's talking to someone about having to give things up and he's like, Oh yeah, whatever got torn down or turned into something else. Yeah. But so yeah, cheers does not exist. The reason I don't know if it works anymore is that Frazier was the extreme character on the show he came from, right? Yes. On Cheers, he was the ridiculous, like, like caricature of a character. And in order to make a show about him work, you needed even weirder ones. Yes. So you had to create a Niles, and you had to create a dad. Uh-huh. Uh, without either of them, and I, you know, I know it's not their fault John Mahoney is dead, but but setting that aside... <laughs> oh, no, it, it, uh, is, it is. It is, it is actually fault. Kelsey Grammer's fault Kelsey that John Grammer's, Mahoney's yeah. dead. Runaway bus incident. Not even an accident. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer created a runaway bus to kill him. <laughs> um, but like 
now sending him into, I assume there'll be some new extreme characters, but mostly he's going to be hanging out with his son from the previous show, who was now a firefighter. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it doesn't work without the even more effete brother to to make him seem at least a little normal by comparison. (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. We'll just have to see. We'll have to see. And by that, I mean other people will have to see. I think it's on Peacock or something. I'm not downloading another one of those. I'm cutting cables right now. Oh, yeah. I think at this point, I have one thing that I'm subscribed to, and I'm basically like, nah, I'm going to get rid of that. I think I still have three. I've gotten rid of Max and uh, Paramount Plus. So those two are gone, uh, but I still have Netflix because of Sage, YouTube Plus because of myself and Sage, and uh, I, should I, I knew it was, oh Disney Plus because I, I have my Star Wars. I can't. I, I got to feed my Star Wars and Dis- and Marvel addictions. Yeah. Although I cancel it in between things. Yes. So if there isn't currently one, it's uh, it's gone too. So there you go. No more. None for now. For now, anyway. For now. Um. So when last we left our heroes, like a fucking month ago. Yeah. Hey, look, we already recorded this, so it's it's gonna be real weird for us to do this all again. But well, it's gonna be real weird for you. I forgot I did it. Oh, of course. Uh, when last we left our heroes, Anakin and Obi Wan had traveled deep into the heart of the manufactorum of uh, the planet to make. Their balls into uh, explosions. Yeah, they had to. They had to put their balls in a big ball bu- uh, ball depression. Yeah, they you all got a ball, ball pit. Yeah, we got a big ball pit, and then we set the ball pit on fire. Yeah, we had the 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 special trees, the gentari, the the trees that that are special. Uh, were able the trees to, that eat people. They were able to call down the thunder from above, and and then that wasn't useful, so they it, called down lightning. They called down lightning from above. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we had our heroes setting fire to their own balls, and, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> meanwhile... Actually, trees set fire to their balls, but yeah. Well, I mean, they specifically went to the trees to set fire to their balls. Yeah, yeah. This was all woods. on purpose. You got, I mean, obviously, you had to gather up your Jedi and head out into the woods <laughs> to set your, set your balls on fire. Yeah, and that's gonna charge up our kyber crystals. Uh-huh, that's how your lightsabers work. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, out in space, uh... Sinar is made a has sent Key Dave to the planet, and Key Dave has failed miserably. Uh, he tried to uh, get his own balls. But yeah, they gave him a bunch of credits, and they were, like the balls rejected him. Yeah, he went into the the room of balls, and they dropped down and ate all of his clothes, and then yeah. laughed at his wiener. No one warned him that those balls can sense fear. <laughs> uh, but you know. When his second in command was like, hey, did you want to, I don't know, get him out of there? He's like, nah, let Kide fuck around. <laughs> yeah, just let him finish his mission. We'll see what happens. And we were like, but his mission was to buy balls. What, what are you going to do? And he, he failed. What What do you mean? And he's like, nah, I don't give a fuck. So presumably he's just out there, at least as far as we know at the start of this 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 uh, episode, he's just out there comically having pratfalls and losing more clothes to things. Yeah. Maybe getting hit with a succession of pies and rakes. Just just having a full 80s comedy out there where he keeps having to, like, run past more and more people naked while he tries to get back to his dorm. <laughs> oh, good evening, Padre. Yeah. Then he gets back to his dorm and his nerd roommate is like, uh-huh, I've invented a computer that can plan a, a, a computer beach party. <laughs> I've invented a ray gun that will strip a lady's clothes off. I call it the problemato. <laughs> this bra bomb better work, nerdlinger. <laughs> uh, uh, so that's what we assume he's doing. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Sainar's up on his ship, 
uh, a wash in his tights. Yeah, he's basically <laughs> yeah he turned an E five droid into his own little protector and made the uh, made Captain Ket from his ship install a special program on all of all the other droids on the ship, including all the like fighter ones, the ones that are like spaceships. Yeah, he was just like ah, I've I've put a new brain into my droid, and then I'll just put new programming into all the other ones. Yep. So, so that's that's where we were. Yep. Now. Where we knew, once again, rejoin our heroes. The ball pit is now just smoldering. The fire's a poppin'. Yeah, the fire has ended. The, uh, the balls popped. The big thing is, I mean, we ended with the balls exploding. Yes. And then we start with Obi-Wan watching, basically, this nonsense happen and just being like, God damn. Yeah, he's... Obi-Wan's in a state. Obi-Wan um, is... He's having a time in these chapters. Yeah, I think he's. I think the planet doesn't agree with him because you know one of the things we routinely mention in every chapter about the planet where they're on it is that it smells weird and the air is all heavy. And well, oh, it's it smells great. Yeah, it smells great, but it's like a heavy, syrupy, nice smell. It smells like baking bread and flowers and stuff. Yeah, and I think it's getting to him. I think there's something in all that air, the air that's that's mess- messes with people. And while Anakin has just drank the Kool-Aid immediately, if it gets it means he gets a cool spaceship, Obi-Wan's, like, resisting it, and I think it's starting to fuck with him. I don't well, know. I mean, that might be wrong. The big thing for me is it's definitely that he is... It's Force stuff, too. Yeah, and it's... Uh, Qui-Gon is the big thing. Is Well, as of this chapter. I mean, even before that, we've had a lot of things where he's... You know, even back when he was up in the fucking Space Worm ship... He was still like, oh, was that Qui-Gon talking to me? We've had a lot of Qui-Gon shit in this. Yeah. And yeah. it's all, uh, and we get deep into it here, but there's a lot of like, Obi-Wan has definitely some repressed trauma over Qui-Gon. Yes. That even when Qui-Gon is like, oh, I'm a force ghost and trying to contact you, Qui-Gon is having a thing, or Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan. is having a thing where he's like, oh no, that can't be no way he would contact me because force ghosts don't exist. And if they do, there's no way he would want to talk to me because I, I think he feels responsible for it. So he's yeah. like, I, I assume Qui-Gon is angry at me and wouldn't want to talk to me and doesn't like me. I'd be like, fucking Qui-Gon, man. Like, you really had to wait this long to come talk to me. You couldn't have talked to me into my nice room back on Coruscant where I could tell it was you. You had to wait till we were on mysterious alive planet where everything might be a hologram or a seed ghost or some shit. Oh yeah, having a planet where it's like, what does this planet do? Oh, it generates a giant fuck off wave of force energy, and now I can't trust anything. Yeah, it's a bad timing for for Qui Gon. But at the start of this chapter, he basically has some. He hears a a line spoken over his shoulder by a mysterious force that he initially is like, oh, that's Qui Gon. And then he rationalizes, like, it can't be. It must have either been my imagination or something from the planet that basically just says, like, the adventure is just beginning now. And and so, having heard that and having gone through his rationalization, he turns to Anakin and is like, like, uh, gives him a quick lecture about adventure and how he doesn't care for it. And he's like, adventure is just a lack of planning, you know? Yeah. It's just a thing that happens when you fail at getting ready for things. Yeah, because, uh, you know, Anakin is very much like, this shit rules. I love adventure. This is a great adventure. I'm having fun. Yeah. Don't you agree? And he's like, no, adventure sucks. Adventure sucks and is stupid. It's it's basically what happens if you don't plan correctly. So instead of a mission, it's an adventure. And Anakin just turns and looks at him directly and is like, yeah, it's not what Qui-Gon thought or thinks. Qui-Gon, it's not what Qui-Gon just said yeah. right behind you. Qui-Gon says that adventure is what is uh, when you have to improvise and it, it's the first time in which your your skills are coming to the fore because... 
you have to use them creatively. Yeah. And and Obi-Wan's like, I am fucking slap this. Like, literally, in the book, wants to slap this kid. Oh, my God. It is amazing that up until this point, obviously, Obi-Wan has been like, oh, I've got issues with Anakin. He's very headstrong. And he'll take me on. <laughs> he'll take on anyone. <laughs> And he's got a problem of like, oh, Anakin is, you know, reminds me of Qui-Gon in that he's like, oh, this kid loves to just fly by the seat of his pants, figure things out, and I'm a real big grumpy stick in the mud. Yeah. And there is tension there. But as soon as Anakin's like, I'm going to straight quote your dead master at you with a line that you have never told me, he's like, I just want to punch this kid in the stupid fucking face. Literally, in his own head, he's like, <clears throat> I know if I punch this kid, it's over. I got Like, I, I won't be his yeah. mentor anymore, and him, that's probably for the best. We gotta load him back on on uh, on Squishy Guy's ship and take a three-month fucking flight back to Coruscant, at which point I have to submit an incident report that's like, punched my Padawan. Please don't give me one for a while and give him one that won't punch him. Yeah. And... All over the kid being a, like super prophetic. That part's creepy. But the part where he's like, I hate this kid's sense of adventure is like, this kid doesn't have a special magic sense of adventure. This kid is 12. Yes. You took this kid to a weird like magic planet and told him he's going to get the specialist spaceship that's ever existed. Obviously, a fucking 12-year-old is going to be like, holy shit, adventure. Like, yeah, my dude, this isn't a, oh, I'm angry because of Qui-Gon. You just don't like kids, my man. Yeah, that's all it is. I really, you don't like Qui-Gon either because he acted like a kid, apparently. But this is like Grandpa Joe being pissed at Charlie for enjoying the factory. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck is wrong with this kid? This is a serious tour. I want to see the financial reports. <laughs> How do you turn a profit here, Wonka? <laughs> Those guys run the computers, too? Uh, I would like to show you my magical forest of chocolate gumdrops and rabies. I don't care about that shit. <laughs> I don't care. What's the production line like here? How's the sewage system work? <laughs> what are What's your brake structure? How many people do you have on or off at any given time? <laughs> are you room and boarding these Oompa Loompas? Charlie, shut the fuck up about mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> All I want to know is how much room you have in this factory for workers. And all I want to know is where's the caveman? <laughs> I'm out here. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Uh, wait, wait. It's just, it, it, it really, I, I get it though. He's like force drugged by being on the living planet and everything. And but this is also another thing. These balls in the pit that are on fire and exploding are screaming in fear. Yeah. So he is having like definitely a psychic backlash going on in addition to being on a fully force and psychic planet in addition to his dead master talking to him he is under layers of stress anyway he doesn't end up slapping anakin around instead he just kind of goes haha let's be quiet for a while <laughs> let's play the quiet game see who can win yeah so so there's no real incident but uh basically when the when the pit's done uh Va vagno who we didn't mention earlier but is the guy who has been helping the, he's the guy in charge of their their fire pit stirring yeah exercise. i mean we mentioned it last episode last episode yes but he's like great it looks like it worked to me and he steps he like puts on big fishing waders and gets in with a big paddle and digs up a gray disc because it's covered in soot but he wipes it off and it's like this big pearly white disc and he's like ha ha and hucks it like a giant frisbee onto the back of one of those carapod bug things yeah the the bugs have 
essentially a dish rack yes. for these discs. And Anakin is very happy to be like, oh, good, all the balls survived. Like, yeah. none of the balls died in the process of becoming discs. But there's a problem. He can't sense them anymore. They don't feel alive. Someone has drained these balls. <laughs> oh, no, these discs and balls. <laughs> and you wouldn't let me name the episode. I will <laughs> never let you name an episode discs and balls. <laughs> I gave it a different name because it's your birthday and for no other reason. <laughs> it's my birthday and I'm a special boy. To, Everyone to... needs to be nice to me. <laughs> I'm the mayor of birthday town. <laughs> <sighs> uh, fine. Fine. I won't call it that, but I guess we're going to say it during the episode. I though. mean, we are going to call it the mayor of birthday town. <laughs> <laughs> fine. I'll go back and change it. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so yes, so he can't sense the discs, but. He is assured by Vagno that, no, the discs are alive. They're just like in a dormant state because they're waiting to have some stuff happen to them. Yeah, they, they're going to get all gooped up later. But for now, they have transformed into basically they're waiting like to be turned on. These, yes. these discs need to get turned on and then they'll grow. Mm -hmm. Instead of showing what they have right now, they're growers. Yeah, yeah. They'll turn from di balls to discs into finally they'll extend outward and become shafts. Finally. Yeah. When they extrude. Yeah. And can you dig it? <laughs> so, so Vaginal's like, yes, great. All of them survived. Not a single ball died in the fire. Congratulations. You're both very strong guides and you did a wonderful job. Now it is time for us to continue on the journey. We're going to go to the next phase of this whole thing, which I don't even get to do. And he walks them along with, with the, with the multiple carapods that are carrying all these discs. And they come to a big like opening in the, into another part of the manufacturing area. With the colors all change. It's all like dark blues and stuff now. Oh, yeah. And we go to like a full-ass warehouse now yeah. instead of the big open pits. And it's before. all run down. Like, they haven't fixed this area in a long time. Um, but waiting inside is, Va who I have to assume is Vagno's best friend, Vidge. <laughs> and the Vidge is like the opposite of Vagno. Yeah. And, it, I mean, we get the same thing. There's definitely the process here of like, okay, uh, you know, we had to get... <laughs> Javatha and all of the uh, other people like, oh, we can't come with you with Vagno to do this thing. And now mm -hmm. Vagno's like, I can't go to the other one. There's definitely a... It's a cell thing, yeah. There's there's a separation of processes that feels like it is purpose-made because this guy is an entirely different species from Vagno, and Vagno is a different species from the Feroans. It really feels like the Feroans set this up to be like, Oh, all of our manual labor gets done by non-Feroans, but we don't want them to know how it gets done so that they can't, you know, seize the means of production. Yeah, so each one does one thing and doesn't know how to do the other things. Yeah. So Vidge, as opposed to Vagno, was a seed burner. His whole job is to put the seeds in the pits and burn them into discs. Vidge is a shaper. He's going to be the one who starts the process of the discs becoming the the outside of the and core the of actual the ship. ship. Yes. So when when he and he's like the opposite of Vagno. Vagno is huge and gregarious and very loud and yells about it, boasts about everything. Vidge, on the other hand, is like a, a narrow, skinny scarecrow guy uh, who was kind of pessimistic. Oh yeah, he's just like, oh, you brought me so many discs. What am I gonna do with all these discs? Oh, we only have one frame. Somebody give me another frame. We got too many discs for one frame. So they truck all this crap into the building. And immediately, 
Anakin and Obi-Wan are noticing all the cool new stuff that's in here. This place is full of see-through fruit. Each fruit has a corkscrew inside of it, like a living Archimedes screw that's churning up its inside see-through fruit juice. Yeah, it is, it's wild. You've got basically a tree that has giant gushers, and inside the gushers is its own little swizzle stick. And yes. he's like, that's odd. Uh-huh. And he's like, great, bring all the other crap in. And three more carapods come into the room. Uh, one of them's got two engines on it, just two Harchal sub super sublight engines that are crazy powerful. Anakin recognizes them immediately. He's really excited about them. And then a top of the line hyperdrive unit. Yep. Uh, that comes. That's all on one carapod. So that must be like an enormous one. And then a slightly larger one, like a pickup truck one, brings in a big pile of extremely delicate filigreed crystal, which Anakin has no idea what it is, but Obi Wan does. He's like, "Ooh, that's organoform circuitry." That's grown crystal. It's going to be the interface unit that that makes it so that we can touch the ship without having to like touch its nerve clusters and well, it's, its it balls. Is the big thing of the ship is going to grow and integrate all of these, but this is like, oh, in order for the organic thing, which is all of these discs, to actually talk and use the hyperdrive, the engines, all that non-organic stuff, like okay this is the sort of organic tech that is going to allow that because it's circuitry that will connect like normal circuits will but is also organic enough that these discs will be able to interface with it so that gives us our little go between yeah and also the, the hyperdrive has been heavily modified cuz oh yeah the he, hyperdrive and the engines anakin is just like oh man i can't wait to look at this shit cuz I know what both of these are normally, but they have done nonsense to it, and I have no idea what they have done. Yeah, and that so the organoform circuitry is on the smallest little carapod, the medium carapod, the just right one. Um, it comes in with the ship frame, basically a dune buggy without wheels. Yeah, just a a big wire frame, which weirdly is made out of metal and plastic. Which I don't I don't think I've seen plastic turn up in Star Wars before without someone throwing in like a plasta something. Yeah, plasta or ferro or some word just to make it extra special, you know. Yeah, but it's made of metal and plastic, and it's like a little dune buggy frame. And upon seeing the dune buggy frame, Vidge, like we mentioned earlier, was like, "No, how am I going to strap fifteen of these fucking disc things onto one dune buggy? We need two. Go get me another one." And they point out as it's being trucked in. Oh, uh, Shaper Sh- uh, Shapa Far made us the frame. That's based on your discussions with him about how you want the ship to look. This is his contribution. This frame thing that we're going to use is kind of the the organic core or the the non organic core of the ship. Yeah, but because for no reason apparently he made two, and I I know he made two, so I'm just going to call for the other one. It's wild to me because they're like, oh yeah, this is the frame for you, and we just have you know more sitting around we'll just bring him in i'm like he didn't make shit that's a stock standard yeah, frame. exactly don't you lie to me yeah that, that get pulled out of a big basket of frames in the back yeah shaper far did nothing but anyway he's like yeah so okay let's get started takes a big bladed paddle cuts open one of those fruit goops it starts dumping its fruit juice all over the floor and it starts moving around of its own accord whatever's in there has at least some kind of semblance of movement to it it looks like clear gel that's full of tiny needles well yeah the the uh vidge is like all right i'm gonna start the the thing with this and dumps the juice on one of the discs yeah well he starts by dumping it on the organoform circuitry the first thing he does is crack one open like like uh rafiki opening that weird fruit thing and and just dumps it directly onto the organoform circuitry and just soaks it 
That way it's going to be able to interface with the other shit. Yeah. Then he cuts one open, gets some on the ground, but also gets some on his paddle and like pizza master shapes it by flinging it in the air, catching it, like doing teppanyaki type <laughs> shit. And then eventually just dumps it onto the side of one of the discs where it turns everything purple and starts spreading out. Yeah. This is the activation goo, essentially. And the discs that were just sitting there dormant looking like, you know, giant, uh, like discs. Just- just plastic or mm-hmm. ceramic discs now have anything this touches turns purple and starts writhing and growing pseudopods yeah, and shit. There's like, like that, little yeah. tentacles start coming out as it starts to like look for things to make purchase to because he's like, yeah. all right, the little purple bits are where it's going to attach onto these frames. Yes, and they're all going to grow like crazy as well. But this is just a test. I just needed to make sure these things work at all. Now. You two go sit in the frames. So each one of them goes and sits in one of the frames. Now, Anakin, of course, is super in tune. He's like, oh, I can tell. the These discs want to grow. They want to be formed and shape. And I can I can tell that they desire this. And Vidge is just like, hey, Obi-Wan. Turns to this guy. He's like, hey, that's guy, that guy's going to be the pilot, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, good. Thank good, God. He, everyone, everyone who meets them asks that. Yeah, because they're all just like, Oh, this guy's way too in tune with this shit. Please tell me you're not going to try and be the pilot because this kid really should be. He's like, no, no, he is. Okay, great. Well, get ready for some psychic horse shit. And also, I know you're not the pilot, but also you get ready for some psychic horse shit. Basically, he goes between the two of them and Anakin's already fully on board and communicating with the discs and everything. And he's like, hey, just so you know, they're going to start communicating with you now and offering you things and asking for your input. You need to get to answer all their questions honestly every single time or the ship won't work. And Anakin's like, obviously I will. Of course, I'm already doing it. And he goes over to Obi-Wan. Uh, you need to swear the same thing. And Obi-Wan's like, yeah, yeah, I don't give a shit. And he's like, no, you actually need to swear this or the ship will die. Yeah. If you don't give the ship what it asks for, because not only is it going to ask questions, like I know you went through an entire process with uh, Shop Afar, but that almost doesn't matter because it's going to ask you what you want now. Yeah. And that's going to form it, but also it will make demands of you. And if you don't meet those demands, the ship will die. So please fucking say like you're on the exit row of of an airplane. I need a verbal. Yes. And you can't do something like, like uh, you can't make it a joke. You know, you can't be like, "Mm, let me think about it or whatever that, what that, that flight attendant does not have time for your shit. Neither does Vidge. No. He's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. You're a Jedi and you're above it all. And this is very silly. Mm-hmm. Fucking say you will do this, my man. Obi-Wan's like, okay, all right, I will. Fine. <laughs> and he's like, great, because it's about to fucking suck. And as he says that, basically, they both start getting really nauseous from the psychic resonance. And right as they're just getting nauseous from being on the ground and having problems, the trees swap down from the sky snatch them up in giant tendrils and send them on the Disneyland ride of psychic horror show. Oh yeah. They, they have no earthly way of knowing which direction this tree is going. They are just, I hope you're writing this fucking ship off on your taxes. (laughs) Wonka. I mean, I love that in this version, I'm business Joe. He's just fucking, uh, Veruca Salt's dad. Like that's all it is. Yeah. He's just become Veruca Salt. Except the Veruca Salt also, or Veruca Salt's dad was also perfectly willing to put up with Veruca Salt's bullshit. (laughs) We're here. He's like, Charlie, so help me if you don't sit down. Yeah. We're, (laughs) if it would be like, if Veruca went, I want this thing. You shut the fuck up. Daddy's doing business. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they 
the trees just uh, grab them, these two frames, and a bunch of the shapers with their big, like, <laughs> wood-fired pizza flappers go up in there and start flinging discs and squirting juice and hucking dudes. It is just a wild ride that would be interesting to watch if they weren't being absolutely mind-fucked by these discs. Plus, they aren't holding still. Like, after they leave where the sh- the, the uh, semi, the, the, the alien living, cri- uh, the humanoid shapers are, they get lifted hundreds of meters into the air, and then the Gentari sh- uh, trees start just flinging them down the, uh, the pathway of the factory. Oh, yeah, and, they're like, just getting hucked tree to tree. They're going, like, 200 miles an hour. It's nuts. And as they're doing so, they're just slapping stuff onto the ship and building things out, and showing them basically catalogs of options. Like, you know, you want seats like this, or do you want an acceleration couch like this? And Obi-Wan is trying to get on board, but as he looks over at Anakin, he's like, Anakin's just straight up in little kid heaven. Oh, yeah. And he has gone full into just psychic feedback with this thing, where he's like, oh, this kid isn't even seeing what's going on anymore. He is fully in his head. And eventually Anakin gets there, too. Like, it's it's got a weird Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan gets there, too. There's a weird sentence where it's like, eventually, in his own time and his own way, Obi-Wan joined him. Yeah. There is, like, Obi-Wan being a complete curmudgeon stick in the mud and not as open to the Force and weird shit as Anakin takes a bit longer, but does essentially go under a hypnotic trance. Like, both of them just go, oh, we have no idea what happened for the last several hours because... We essentially closed our eyes, went into a weird psychic trance, opened them, and were miles from where we started, and it has been hours. Yes. Yeah, they have no idea where they are. They they assume they're near the end of the factory line, but that's all they know. And uh, they are now inside of a full-on ship, although it's still missing some stuff. Like, they have, there's going to be some accoutrement that need to be brought on board to kind of make it livable for for non-Sakatan people. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's basically like walking into a house before any furniture or anything is in there. You're like, all right, well, everything's set. It just doesn't have all the stuff in it yet. Yeah, and Anakin is is uh, uncontrollable about how happy he is uh, about his ebullience, and he uses every one of the extremely terrible slang words that they gave Anakin in Phantom Menace. This is ferocious. This is wizard and rugged. (laughs) God damn it. I hate you. This uh, is totally snip snoops. Yeah. You made I'm that not one gonna, up. I'm not going to punch this kid because he quoted Qui-Gon at me. I'm going to punch him because of that. <laughs> but the inside of the ship, they're like, they're in this weird thing where they're describing it as absolutely gorgeous because the inside is a riotous mix of red, blue, and green. Well, I'm like, I mean, that sounds awful. Obi-Wan is like, oh, this thing has this beautiful living emerald color to it and everything sort of shines and unlike the dull nature that you would normally see in a ship of just metal it has this almost like living crystal quality and it's so gorgeous baby let me tell you when you see a picture of what this ship actually looks like stupid looking it is terrible it is just a mint green farting capsule. Yeah, it looks like three Volkswagen uh, bugs that got taped together towards the back and then stuck under a big old glider wing. It's uh and yeah, it's mint green. It's it's matte mint green. It's the worst color. So awful. Every which is not Greg Bear's fault. No. Greg Bear described it to be a a gorgeous living emerald and then someone went, 
I know what that means. I got and then this turn one. it into this little suppository fart capsule that sucks. It looks. It kind of reminds me of like the K wing from Star or from uh, Star Wars, but with like less cool shit on it. It's got no. It's like three bumper cars <laughs> under a wing. Yeah, it has. It has no like hard edges. The whole thing is just. The softest, smoothest, roundest ship. That'd be fine. Honestly, if it wasn't for the wing, it'd be fine. Because the, the 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 bottom is just like three ovals that are stuck together towards the back and kind of extending a little bit out from each other like a fleur de or something like that. The wing that they put on the top of this thing is the most boring fucking 1940s glider wing you have ever seen. It's just a rectangle. Oh, yeah. It just, just looks like a submarine that someone put a glider wing on top of. And you're yeah. like, all right, Done. sure. It's, I don't recommend you look it up because it's got, they, they eventually name it, but they haven't named it yet. And I don't, I don't know if we want to spoil that or not. Meh. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just ugly and it doesn't matter because you know, this thing doesn't have a fucking future. No, it's not in fucking uh, new hope. Vader doesn't keep this stupid thing. Yeah. This thing. I'm like, I can't imagine that it survives the end of this book because you have to imagine Greg bear was told, Hey man, you can't give him something weird that will almost certainly not be in the next movies. How fucking great would it have been if Anakin flew into the beginning of Attack of the Clones on a mint green rectangle? Hayden Christensen steps out from the world's dumbest looking ship and is like, hey, Obi-Wan, I've got my cool living ship. It's named after a minor character from a book no one remembers. I mean, given that a lot of shit where you're like, Oh, what what about Rise of Skywalker? Oh, a, a distinct plot point was only in fucking uh, Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah. yeah, okay. If it was modern day, they would do that yeah, shit. They'd they would ruin be that. awful about it, uh-huh. and I'm glad that it is not. Yeah, I don't know how major that plot point actually is. It's supposed to be, cause they, all, they uh, boil down the resurrection of the Empire in, in Rise of Skywalker to just the dead speak, somehow the Emperor has returned. Yeah. And in Fortnite, they add, they add like, one more sentence and it's basically just like because of sith alchemy and secret force techniques or something and that's it so it's not like there's a whole big story that Fortnite does about the rise of palpatine from the grave or anything but there's like one it's like one bonus sentence (laughs) instead of just poor poe having to be like yeah i heard somehow the emperor returned anyway you want to go fly to yet more places you want to go somewhere and find a plot device? The first fucking half of that movie is just them flying to places in rapid succession over and over again. God, I'm, I'm so glad I've never seen that yeah. movie. The first half is like, we got to find a map to the map to the map. So we got to find, we got to check five plans for the map. We get chased by, uh, by Imperials at that point, first order guys at that point. So we got to do a bunch of consecutive hyperspace jumps to lose them, which means we go from place to place to place to place again is like a sub travel thing. Then we find the first map. But the first map's got to be translated, so we got to find a way to translate it. we got to go to a bunch more places. We get those translated, then we can go to some more places. It's It goes on for forever. Uh. And it, everything it sets up is inconsequential. It's, it's like, well, you know, if we want to translate the, the secret map, then we got to have uh, R2, or C-3PO has to see, speak a, four, a Sith language that he knows but isn't allowed to read out loud. Okay, well, if we make it so we can, it'll erase all of his memories forever. Oh, how sad. Oh, no. C-3PO, what'll we do? He has to do it for the cause. Oh, his eyes turned red, and he said what it said. Great. Okay. And then R2 just rolls up to him and plugs into him and is like, here's your memories back. Here. I, I'm the uh, exterior hard drive that has your memories in it. Yeah, literally. It's like the same scene. 
They just go, oh, the pathos, oh, C-3PO and all of his important memories spanning five movies back. Oh, what are we going to do? Plus the cartoon series. Oh, no, what are we going to do? Oh, never mind. He's fine. Oh, beep boop. Nah. Hey, there's no stakes here. <laughs> That's like the whole movie. They keep setting stuff up and then being like, yeah, it didn't matter. <laughs> they blow up Chewbacca and then th- three minutes later, he's fine. He's fine, everybody. He's fine. Great. Yeah. Hey. Sorry. Great. Sorry. Okay. Anyway. Hey, man, I get it. It sucks. Yeah. And I'm glad I've never seen it. They're excited about it, but they set the ship down, and the ship's now sitting on, like, a network nest of vines, and Anakin can already sense it. They get out, and they're looking at it, and the Faroans are starting to approach them from over here, because they're at either end of the big factory slit. There's, um, there's Faroan colonies. So there's new Faroans here, the ones who were at the end of the line. Yeah. And those are the ones who are mostly going to actually furnish the ship. So yes. they're bringing in, like... Oh, you've got a room for it, but you don't have, like, benches or anything yeah. or seats. We do have uh, a bunch of control panels because, essentially, we want it to look uh, Republic standard so that if you do get, say, boarded and they go through, it will look like everything's up to code. None of this matters. You could fly the ship without any of these giant control panels, but they need to be there so that everyone thinks that you need them. Yeah ridiculous um sorry that was actually pretty cool what's no, fucking like, ridiculous is i'm still thinking about rise of skywalker don't sorry don't think about it for more than a second yep. we'll go mad yep so when they get out anakin's like wow you I, you can sense her so easily i wonder if she's lonely and obi-wan because he's brusque and shitty is just like she'll be fine without us for a minute god damn it and anakin just gets disappointed he's just like that's not what i said you, you piece of shit i know she'll be fine with us standing outside of her for a minute I'm just wondering about what level of sapience she has. I have empathy, you old fart. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, God, this whole fucking series of chapters, Obi-Wan is just, for some reason, for four chapters here, he's like, I suck and I hate things. I mean, if you think about it, they had to base it entirely on Phantom Menace, Obi-Wan, who was spent the whole movie being like, I don't want to go down there. I don't like Gungans. I hate doing I'm things. I'm going to stay on the ship in Tatooine. You can't make me go with you. I don't care about Toydarians. Whole movie. I mean, here's the thing. That is the correct response to Phantom Menace. Oh, I, I'd rather not I'll, engage I'll, with this. I'll pass. I'm good. <laughs> I'll, I'll hang out on the ship. Yeah, this is, I mean, you, you, you cast a whole Liam Neeson. It'd be a shame to waste him. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Anakin being very upset about this and we do cut back over uh at this point to our our good friend up in space uh wraith sinar something's wrong who is having a time something's gone wrong he doesn't know what yet but he's got a bad feeling and he gets a sixth sense about bad feelings on spaceships and then when he goes into his quarters, something is very clearly wrong with his E5 battle droid unit that he, he reprogrammed himself. Oh, yeah. And he's like, that's fucking weird. I gave it a super brain. And it the whole point of that, you know, like we had mentioned before, is like, oh, I could turn this thing that's basically a walking tank into a full ballerina. Yeah. Like, this is the best brain you could put into this thing. And it's just sitting there shivering and trying to move and it can't. He's like, Making what? like weird grinding noises. He's, he's like, okay, all right. Uh, disable all of your important shit and sit down. And it just goes, let, let me figure your dumb shit out. Self-diagnostic. And then just alarms start going off. And he gets a message from Ket who's like, hey, you didn't um, 
authorize some stuff without me, right? Because five of the droid space fighters just took off and are heading for the planet. And he's like, I gave no such order. Shoot them down. And and uh, Kat's like, shoot them down. They'll, that'll create an incident. And he's like, not we shooting are, them down. We we're, are hidden. Yeah. They don't know we're here. If we shoot them down, our entire armada is going to be revealed. Yes. So shoot them down. Uh, don't argue with me again. And by that point, it's too late. They shoot down one of them. I think they get two. No, they get one. Oh, they just get one? That's four. They, they, uh, Obi-Wan sees four ships coming for them. So oh, he saw four ships come sailing he in. Did. Not three ships come sailing <laughs> in. On life day, on life day in the morning. Um, uh, so they get one, and but at least Sino doesn't give a shit. He's like, great, whatever. Just do a system-wide scan and immediately report back to me. I got other shit I'm dealing with. Fuck off. And he goes back to his droid. But Ken is also like, hey, uh, you also didn't, I don't know, decide to do a like test drill of the normal oh, droids yeah the regular droids are just marching around because <laughs> there is a group of droids just walking around when they shouldn't he's like no i also did not authorize that so he's just like yeah okay do a system-wide scan shut down those droids fuck off but in his head he's going like god damn it this means i didn't check the droids thoroughly enough i trusted that tarkin wouldn't sub hack my hack with his sub hack yeah he's like oh I went in and I was like, oh, he's probably made these droids programmed to murder me. So I'm going to put my programming in. But I didn't check if they had hidden sub programming to override programming that overrides the original programming. That if that programming programs, the programming programs a program in. And you're like, all right, you fucking paranoid piece of shit. Sure. Well, fuck. This is Tarkin making his power play. What the fuck do I do now? Um, And. Then he and of course seeing his own E five doing that like weird grinding gears and freaking out thing he's like oh fuck this thing's gonna murder me it's gonna murder me it's probably the assassination shit okay so he pulls his blaster and goes back into the room with it but it's still just sitting there grinding and he's like hey (laughs) hey quit grinding up on me Uh, disable all your shields and all your armor and hold perfectly still and turn yourself off and the droid this this ain't no junior high dance quit grinding (laughs) (laughs) leave room for Jesus. If I can't slide a piece of paper in there, um, but yeah, then, then the, it's not even a party. The 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 droid does fully shut down at yes. that point. He's like, "Oh, sweet, okay, good. It doesn't. It hasn't been able to be programmed to fully dismiss all orders." And now he's like, "All right, well, I I'm gonna do what I should have done in the first place, which is a deep." program diagnostic yeah. and he just gets a fucking blowtorch out and starts opening up this thing's head which causes all kinds of smoke to go everywhere setting off all the alarms in his room and he just ignores them in it because he has goggles on so the yeah, smoke's he's, not he's get got him. a fucking rebreather on and he's yeah. like don't care don't care the alarms are going to bother other people but not me i need to solve the problem of this droid so his chapter ends pretty quickly with him just taking apart a droid so we can figure out what the fuck is happening yeah meanwhile down on the planet we get a little bit of back and forth between the new between the old pharaohans because like uh, Shapa and Sheiklafar and Jabatha and Gan are all back now. Yeah, and they're all like they well, are angry. They're they're grumpy, and they're gr- well. Mostly, it's just Gan. Gan is super grumpy. He's like, "Hey, I'm glad you guys enjoy your ship, but uh, it's it's gorgeous. Don't get me wrong, but there's some weird shit going on back at Middle Distance. Another customer, like none of the balls accepted him, and then they ate his clothes, and then he fell into a bunch of pies." And he he comically ended up in a dunk tank. Yeah, he had to run past both a nun and then a priest and then his mom and, and then, then the dean. A, and he was naked the whole time. Yeah, someone turned on a leaf blower and blew off the sack he was wearing to cover his nudity. It was just a whole whole deal. But he got hit by a series of trains. 
it's like comedy trains at this point when they show up they're like oh there's a weird armada out there hey that's not yours is it because they are very worried that you're like hey i we assume either these guys followed you or you brought them and i'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt of you're dumb and they followed you rather than you are going to attempt to do some sort of military action this is primarily gan uh, this is primarily aimed at gan um <laughs> Because Gan's the paranoid one, and everyone else is like, I think we can trust them, right? They're Jedi. They came here. They've been really good to us the whole time. They haven't done anything. And Like, uh, the ball's accepted them. I assume they're fine. Yeah. Speaking of, we, I don't want to end the uh, the Key Dave shit on a joke. Actually, he blew up a bunch of buildings and has escaped into the woods somewhere. Oh, yeah. He set a bunch of fires and shit and then fucked off into the wilderness. So, so. he has gone full feral yeah so something bad's going on with him he is but, he is joseph campbell heart of darkness himself out into the wilderness but yeah obi-wan's just like yeah we did not call starfighters to come attack us that would be quite dumb uh i i mean i don't know how else to assure you other than for you to, to point out that yeah the balls accepted us we've been in good faith the whole time and we have not pressed you on some things that we know about that we're hoping you'll eventually tell us and and uh Sheikla Far is like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to tell him about the girl Jedi. And Gan's like, yeah. you can't. That's a ma- that's a decision for the Magister. And she's like, fuck the Magister. He hasn't been seen in months. Yeah. They're like, we need to talk about Vergeer because she fucked off and the Magister has not been seen. Probably, I assume, at all for anyone. And he's like, I don't even think like for a year we haven't seen him. And for months, he hasn't even seen his kids. And I'm, we were genuinely worried that if we told you we hadn't, we didn't know what the fuck Vergeer went off to and did, because we genuinely don't, we thought you'd just accuse us of killing her. Yeah. We were really afraid that a bunch of Jedi would show up here and go, you fucked up and now we're going to kill you, which is why they were like, we are kind of worried that the Armada might be yours, because we think you might be here as like vengeance for Vergeer. Let's get it out on the table. She went through the process, got some balls, as you know, and then fucked off. Yeah, it had something to do with what we've been calling the far outsiders, which she perceived to be a greater threat. We don't know what they are. I mean, we aren't going to have a chance to talk about what they are. We're really cagey about that. And also, uh, this whole conversation, which would have been very elucidating, is going to be interrupted in like five seconds by those fighters showing up. Oh, so, yeah. so we just have time to say things like, the far outsiders, Vergeer went. And and the Magister, because Obi-Wan's like, you know what, fuck it. If you guys won't talk to me in, without the Magister, let's go see the Magister. I want to get this shit over with. And then, even worse, before the fighters show up, midway through this conversation, Anakin's out looking at the ship, and Obi-Wan gets a bad feeling and lets the Force take over his entire... He, he kind of just lets the Force resume control over him. And then he just kind of goes, hey, Anakin, we're in the middle of that big weird Force wave from earlier. Hey, you I- remember how Destiny was coming for you and we felt a giant thing and you were going to have to make a decision. Uh, it's now. Yeah. This is the time. Oh, we, we didn't mention in the thing before it was also brought up that this ship is in the process of bonding with Anakin. Yeah. I was about to say, so, uh, we learned uh, it's a baby. In, the, in the previous thing that like, Oh, if you get too far away from this ship, it will just die. Mm-hmm. Not because, you know, Oh, it's, because the original thing they used is like, oh, it's using me to think. No, it's alive. It thinks for itself, but yes, it's, it's helpless. Yeah. 
right now it's a baby and we're its guardians and it needs whatever kind of psychic waves we're giving off to to grow and develop yeah it's so it if, is fully bonding but if it doesn't bond with someone specifically us because we made it it's just gonna wither yeah so there, so even the guy who's in charge i think his name's fitch there's a guy named fitch that shows up he's a new pharaoh yeah and he shows up and he's just like hey uh you're gonna live here for the next couple here. days yeah you're gonna live here for a few weeks while you bond with this thing before it's ready to fly um but he basically goes, Obi-Wan turns to Anakin and is like, yeah, time for your trial. I don't know what it is, but it's bad and we're going to have to go deal with it. And Anakin's like, but if we leave the ship, it'll die. We can't, I don't want to, I'm not going to kill a living intelligent thing so I can go do a mystical Jedi thing. I feel like that would probably break the code. And, you know, I mean, it's less that more like, but I want my cool ship. I know, I know. <laughs> if he was being smart, that would have been his argument. He would have been like. Uh, I, I don't think I could willingly allow the ship to come to harm right now, Obi-Wan. That, and that, that would definitely do yeah, that. Yeah, you're basically saying like, hey, your destiny is to let a baby die. Uh, maybe don't. But instead, he's just like, oh, but if we leave, I'm not going to have a cool ship. Yeah, well, this conversation is the final straw that gets interrupted as they hear a noise. Obi-Wan looks up and uses his force augmented senses to go, oh, fuck, I hate those things. Oh, droid fighters, god damn it. Those droid fighters from fucking uh, Naboo, god damn it. And before he really has a chance to even process that, he pulls his lightsaber, has a brief moment as he pulls his lightsaber, where he reminds himself that, no, that's Qui-Gon's lightsaber. And I don't, I, I don't, I thought they burned him with it. I don't know, But man. what are you, you going to do? I don't know. Weird that he picked, I mean, it's not like he lost his lightsaber, did he? He, he cut, I mean, Maul he, in half, it did, and then still had his lightsaber as Maul went falling down the tube, didn't he? Didn't he dual wield? His and Qui-Gon's? No, that's, that's uh, Anakin fighting Dooku. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, he just, he gets mad right after Qui-Gon gets stabbed through the gut because he gets a nice clean death yeah. and whirls around a bunch and cuts him horizontally in half and then the two halves fall down the tube. I, I, I don't know why he's got a Qui-Gon saber now, but I guess he does. But just for a moment, they have to remind us that this is Qui-Gon saber. And it's not really that useful because as big and cool as it is, we haven't gotten to the Ahsoka show yet. So we don't know that you can turbo laser blast or block turbo laser shots from starfighters. I mean, we kind of do in here because he's like, all right, I could defend this kid. Yeah. But uh, I don't know that I'll be able to do it against like multiples. There's a bunch of ships and he barely has time to react before they're like, oh, I'm not even shooting at you. It's not like you're going to get a chance to deflect these. They're shooting at the ground and just have fucking explosion impacts happen that send everyone flying. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, basically, the, they blow up a shitload of the platform. A few of the shots even hit the, the new ship, but it's okay. Um, but the explosions knock Obi-Wan way the fuck back into a wall. He falls down, and he immediately feels a sharp pain in his stomach. Turns out he's been pierced by a falling hard rock It's just chunk. shrapnel, because they shrapnel blew up the ground, yeah. so a bunch of, like, shards of rock and pebbles and things flew all over the place, so he's been... He's basically gut like, shot. Oh, yeah, he's been, like, road rashed, because a bunch of pebbles and shit just sheared through part of him. He's got a giant piece of rock in his stomach. He's reaching around to try and get Anakin, but Anakin is buried under rubble. But he can sense that he's mostly fine down there. Yeah. So Anakin's fine, he's just gone. And honestly, it's a good thing. It's a lucky break for our hero that he that he can't reach Anakin right now because as he's fumbling around trying to reach his lightsaber to do something or anything to get the chunks of rock off himself so he can get back up and keep going, a golden foot stomps on his hand and, ah, oh shit, it's Key Dave. Yeah, Key Dave straight up just kicks him in the chest, knocks the lightsaber away, and is like, sup, bitches? 
this? Yeah, he just pops up and is like, I could kill you right now if I wanted to, Jedi, and it would restore the honor to my clan if I did. And that's basically where we end. Yeah. Is just Key Dave triumphant. Yeah, Key Dave wins in the end. Yeah, I've spent the last four days doing Pratt Falls, but now, now you will see the power of Key Dave, and I assume the next chapter will open with him slipping on, his, I don't know, urine or something. I mean, my big question for for uh, the power of Key Dave is how the fuck did he get over here? It was like a five day journey south just to get to the underwater or the under the underground lake, and then. They got taken through that for like half a day, and then they ended up on uh, in the, the factory where it picked him up and shot him down a tube at 200 miles an hour to the other end of the factory. And the factory is like a third of the planet long. Well, here's the thing. The, journey, might have a ship. the journey we have been told again and again is weirdly circuitous because they don't want to be like, yeah. oh, we're going to go in a straight line so you can see where everything is. So I assume... That the uh, the way that it works is basically just like, oh, if you were flying straight there, especially in a starfighter, you'd be like, yeah, you get there immediately. And this makes me feel like this, I mean, it supports Sinar's, oh, this was Tarkin's plan. Yeah. Because there's no way it'd be like, oh, coincidentally, these starfighters attack the exact place that Key Dave happens to show up. Yeah, I think what's happening here isn't even that there's like a secret program in the droids to do anything in particular beyond obey key dave oh i'm sure he probably has like a hit a remote button for backup yes that's an override and so he's like oh i hit my little clicker and a bunch of fucking droid fighters showed up yeah so my guess is he can just control the, sh the droids if he wants to at any time and that's been his big ace in the hole yeah uh so pretty much he's triumphant he's fine the uh, droid fighters aren't coming around for another pass or anything so Presumably, he just used them to soften up the area before he went in. Yeah. So that's where we end. A big old cliffhanger with very little book left. Yeah. We are close to the end, and uh, Key, Key Dave stands triumphant at the moment, and we still haven't even used the fucking ship that this is about. Yeah, we're seeing what's on the other half of the planet or nothing. This, this book's going to really pack all this. Like so many of these goddamn Star Wars books, they spin their wheels for so long. Oh, yeah. It's weird because some of them you understand where they're like, oh, I get why you're spinning your wheels because you have one idea and it's not an interesting enough thing to make your entire book about. Yeah. But a planet that is alive and sentient and has an entire weird like ecosystem going on and everyone there is making ships and they're trying to fight and create an army so that they can beat like Yuzhan Vong essentially yeah. is wild and would be great. But instead they're like, nah, man, we got to make sure that all of our chapters are. So anyway, there's balls and these balls were walking around on spikes. And you're like, dude, I get it, man. Yeah. Just tell me the secret of why the bottom half of the planet is covered in smoke already. I assume it's because whenever they fought the Yuzhan Vong or whatever, it blew off all the trees on that side and revealed its planet penis. And it's, <laughs> it, it's just, it's just covering that out of modesty. I mean, we from the one Yuzhan Vong book we read, we know they have those weird beetles that create murder smoke. We do. Plus, they can always dig into the core of a planet with their one-toothed giant octopus monsters. Yeah, and I'm like, well, if the bottom half is covered in that murder smoke, then that would make sense why that's there. Yeah. So, eh, who knows? Yeah. I mean, I think I remember what's going on. I'm not going to say anything, but, but anyway, who knows? We'll check in again real soon with yet more exciting content and find out, so... Stay tuned for that. But otherwise, if you want to hear more Star Wars stuff, we got to go re-record the other episode, too. Woohoo!
the bonus content. I really wish I remember what I did. I remember what you did, and I can remind you. Thank you. I'm great. <laughs> it's my birthday. I have to be nice to you. <laughs> you have to agree that I'm great. Say nice things about my dick. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't dance. It just fills up your pants and, and does the rock away. <laughs> Thanks. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, if you want to support this show, uh-huh. you can go to patreon.com slash system mastery. Obviously, supporting us at any level is great. It helps the show and lets us keep doing what we're doing. But if you support at $4 a month, that specifically unlocks our expanded, expounded universe where we go to Wikipedia and look up weird bits of ephemera and nonsense from throughout Star Wars history and bring that knowledge to you, the listener, and to each other. Aren't you lucky? Aren't you people who have $4 a month lucky to get such amazing content? Aren't you tired of being nice? Don't you just want to access years of back, e back episodes of bonus content, filling your boring office days with so many bonus shows, that you'll never have to hear your, your annoying coworker chew again. Let me fill up your boring days until it starts leaking out a little bit. <laughs> Spend your time at work listening to stories of ball draining. <laughs> These discs and balls will fill you up <laughs> with content. So once again, that's patreon.com slash system mastery. Dirty little content slut. You love it. <laughs> God, I forgot we had <laughs> Oh, I completely forgot. We lost that bit. Like, like tears in the rain. <laughs> No, it's back. <laughs> Good. Okay. Well, we'll have to bring it back in a greater capacity than than that later on. But but the uh, the, the the you guys want to pay the four dollars because your dirty little content subs is is uh, it's coming back. Don't worry. You, you want it and you, you you need it and we'll give it to you. But you're gonna have to pay. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! That's right. And then we'll whip your t your uh, name on our Discord into a whole new color. That's right. <laughs> this is really, really some disc and ball torture. <laughs> That's what it is. We'll whisk it till it's blue if you give us the $10 level. I don't know. So there you go. Thank you so much for joining us. I've been Elan Sleesbegano. And I need that content like a little piggy. <laughs> Put that content in my ears. Mm-hmm. <laughs>